Welcome to Season 3 of the Knowledge from the Couch Podcast. More history, more people, more of the stuff that got you here in the first place. Thanks for listening. One, two, three, jump! Podcast episode number 49 today. Oh, today. Today is a very special episode as I finally did it. I finally, finally did it. I got a guest on the show. And so now, when you listen to this episode, you don't just have to hear these dulcet tones, these or this, because I know how to make a word plural or singular. You don't have to listen to just this voice, you can listen to another voice talking to me about this, that, and of course, the other thing. Today's episode, we talk about uh, Agnes of Dunbar, a, a Scottish lass who was a, a real, real badass uh, defending her castle from the likes of the English folk. But interestingly enough, I would say that the episode you're about to hear is only about half about Agnes of Dunbar. The rest is just talking and shooting the shit and getting to know my guest. My guest today is my little young sister, Amber, Amber Steinhauser. She is the, um, the, the, she gets the honor of being the first guest on the Knowledge from the Couch podcast. And I think it turned out pretty well. Um, but if you're not into just, you know, half an hour straight of uh, just us talking to each other and and having a fun time and having a blast, then then skip ahead to the story part. But I would encourage you to listen because it is fun. I had a lot of fun doing this episode, and I think she had a lot of fun doing this episode. And like I always say, if you are interested in coming and recording one with me, let me know, and we can make that happen. So I'm not going to ramble on too much longer i'll let you listen to the episode it's long it's long enough as it is guys today's episode episode number 49 of the knowledge from the couch podcast featuring amber steinhauser we talk about agnes of dunbar guys stick with us Let's talk a little bit about Agnes, the Countess of Dunbar, or Agnes uh, Randolph, as she is more uh, commonly known to the old, crazy Scottish people. And, of course, I have to talk a little bit about this episode in general being one of uh, the... Finally, I did it. It took me, like, 50 fucking episodes, but I did it. I said I was going to do it since probably episode, like, six. I'm like, I'll get people on this fucking show. And then... (laughs) Nine months later, I finally got somebody on the show. So finally, 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 
You don't have to only listen to my voice. You get to listen to a, a person's voice who is not only not male, like yours truly, um, she's also uh, related to me, and that's fun because <laughs> I, I I can't get any guests that, that are famous people, so I will get my friends and family aboard. But um, she is my youngest sister. Uh, she is probably the smartest member of my family, so if you think I'm smart, just wait. Oh, lies. Uh, <laughs> And, yeah, I'll just let her talk a little bit about herself so you can hear somebody else's voice besides mine. Welcome, my sister, Amber Steinhauser, to the program. How are you? Oh, what What up? Man, I'm great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell us tell us a little bit about uh, yourself because the people know everything about me. I've, I've gone mm. on literally, I don't even know how many hours of podcasting I've done. Mm, 50 fucking many, hours. That's many, at least. More than, <laughs> more than any person should that doesn't make like any money doing it a little bit now because of the Patreon, but basically no money still. Um, you're, you're talking be, into the equipment. I might still be the only There's two now. Patreon. I have oh, two is, patrons is there two? now. Nice. Aaron is one now too. Oh, good. So. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be one of my other guests. You'll hear him next week. He's coming over next Ooh, week to do awesome. one. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, tell the people about you and just so they get a general uh, uh, viewing of you. Like, what are you, what do you, what do you do? What are you about? What do you like? What is interesting? All that kind of fun stuff. Go. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, as Kyle stated, I am his youngest sister. <clears throat> and while talking, while it's a different person, you'll probably hear that me and Kyle kind of talk the same tell stories the same, have the same cadence. So, I mean, you're welcome for having a same but different person. Um, yeah, my name's Amber. I I don't know. I, am I that interesting? I don't know what to tell people about Here, myself. Here's the funny part about being interesting. I've, I've always, you know, it's really difficult, and because you and I were raised in a similar way, just a few years apart, um, it's very difficult to to talk about yourself. That's, Mm -hmm. I've always found it difficult for me to talk about myself. Funny, funny story. When I first started this podcast, I also kind of, I wanted to do it because I like podcasting in general. Mm -hmm. I've always enjoyed the, uh, the art of, of radio and podcasting is a fun way to do something like that without having to actually work at a station or, or be beholden to anybody. Like Mm -hmm. I can just do this. Yeah. Um, on my own, whatever I want to. And it was funny because when I first started it, not only did I want to do it because it was interesting to me, but also I was like, now I'll have something interesting to fucking tell people about myself. Like, <laughs> oh, did you, yeah, oh, did you hear? <laughs> not only do I do everything, like whatever I just told you, but also I have a fucking podcast. Whoa, that's super, that's super interesting. And funny story, I, <laughs> I don't know if any of my nursing friends are listening um, or my pharmacy friend, Marnie, who really likes the show, but uh one of the things I mentioned in my interview before I got my job is that I have a podcast and I found it fun and I still got hired. So I'm the only person in history that I know of who used his podcast in his interview and it worked somehow. Nice. nice. So that was part of the reason I started doing it. But in the end, like, you know, everybody's got stuff that is interesting about them, even if they don't think it is. So, you know, when when I'm thinking about my stuff, it's like, oh, you know, I like this and that and, you know, just... Once you start going to the details of your life and why you like stuff, uh, the interesting stuff starts yeah. to, to fly out yeah. a little bit more. I'd say probably the biggest thing that probably all of my family knows about me is that I bake all the time. I uh, have always wanted to do that. It would be, I have this like very idealistic dream of like someday having my own bakery and 
like Germany or mm -hmm. Denmark or something. But yeah, I've grown up baking and that's super interesting to me. I love it. I love reading about yeast and bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeast is a, yeast is fun. It's super fun. It's a mold. It it's, is. It's super fun. It's a fun. <laughs> it's a fun guy. Literally, it is. A, it is. Yeast is a fun. It is a fun. A guy. fun guy. Yeah, I, I would say your your top skill set of all the things that I know about you is probably your ability to bake. Mm -hmm. Um, why did you get into baking? Before we talk about everything, we're just gonna expose about each other. We're just gonna go <laughs> exposition. We're just gonna start talking. So hopefully, hopefully you enjoy a lot of bullshit about two people you probably don't know that it's, it's that well. Happen. Anyway, it's gonna happen. What made you choose um, baking over like different types of like preparing food, like cooking, you know, in certain styles or whatever it is? Like what brought you into baking as the thing that you were most interested in and, and wanted to continue getting better at? I think because it's just it's so fun and it's so varied. I know a lot of people are like, oh, cooking is is great. And there's so many different styles. But like, my God, there's so many different kinds of baking. There's so many different kinds of breads. I literally have a book, like a German book about just bread and then a book about just dumplings. But uh, human civilization has lived uh, very much on bread ever since oh, we decided to stop grains. being nomads mm -hmm. and settle down. All of a sudden, the boom in uh, taking all the grains we would grow and making them into stuff that we eat. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> baking's been a pretty integral part of people's uh, existence, probably even more so than actual complex uh, cooking. Definitely. Because, I mean, what the fuck did people do 10,000 years ago to cook? They just, like, threw a bunch of shit in a pot, and they're like, and, we're yeah. eating this I was now. like, well, this is good. Or they just, like, <laughs> cooked some shit over a fire. And, like, I guess this is, like, our food now, you yeah. know? But baking has always been kind of a kind of an art, you know, when you yeah. look at medieval times and cities and stuff. Like, the baker was an important they Yeah, uh, they position. were an integral part because, you know, The blacksmith and yeah. the horse stable person and the baker. <laughs> like, they were important yeah. pieces of the... Uh, of and the, the candlestick maker. And the candlestick maker. <laughs> they were important parts because, you know, back in the day, in medieval times and before, people were fucking busy because they literally had to do everything. Mm -hmm. Make shit, tend to things, have livestock. And, I mean, that was your main source of food because meat was fucking expensive. Yeah, because you had to uh, raise animals and mm -hmm. then just kill those animals. And we didn't have... Uh, industrial farming techniques mm -hmm. yet, so we couldn't just raise a billion cows. Refrigeration wasn't a thing. Yeah, refrigeration <laughs> wasn't a thing, so it's like, well, if we're going to kill this animal now, we have to make sure we just uh, get the best we can yep. out of it, and if we want to keep it, we just have to put like salt 90 pounds of salt on, on it, <laughs> yeah. and, and I guess it'll be fine. Oh, by the way, we all die at 40 because we had heart attacks <laughs> Pretty from much. the fucking meat that we, that we ate. <laughs> you weren't getting heart attacks from the bread that the oh, baker was making, no. and nobody's getting diabetes back then either because nobody could eat enough to get diabetes. <laughs> right? <laughs> nobody was nobody was fat back then except for super rich people because they could afford to be fat, and everybody mm -hmm. else was working too hard and dying too young to ever get the beatus. But you know that's a thing now. Anyhow, right? so like when I think think about baking, uh, you know, and on the surface, it seems really simple. Mm -hmm. It's like. Turn on your heating source, like your oven or whatever mm -hmm. you're using or kiln or whatever, and put a bunch of ingredients in a bowl, mix it up in the bowl, pour it into some sort of mold or something, and then just like watch it. So yeah. on the surface, it seems like for some stuff, and probably so, yeah. when it comes down to it, a few things are oh, that simple, of course. That easy. I, yeah. mean, I mean, baking can is like everything. It's got a range of, of incredibly simple mm -hmm. to incredibly complex. Yeah. And then when you talk about the incredibly complex, it's like holy shit like i feel like baking is um like cooking is this like much more 
like fly by the seat of your pants sort of active thing because you're mm-hmm. playing with the the heat and doing stuff and adding this and that. Yeah. Whereas baking is like this mathematical, like it's chemistry. calculated chemical, like, mm-hmm. okay, I do this. And then I fold this, and then I put this little bit in, and I kind yeah. of concoct my my brew, my potion. And then once that's all done, I start to bake it. But then I might do this on the side. I might do this other thing. And it's like, in the end, it can get really tempest. Like, you can mm-hmm. fuck up a bake oh um, my gosh. very easily. So I think easy. that's why a lot of people don't bake, because... They have one kind of fuck up, and they're like, well, I yeah, can't Yeah, and bake. baking's hard, and it takes longer. Like, mm-hmm. I can... You can saute and cook shit and actually, like, not fuck it up. Like, you can, you can cook pretty reasonably good meals without being an expert by any means yeah and and it and it's really easy it's like yeah get a pan like put some oil in it cut up some stuff do this and that, some spices. Some spices and like boom you make yeah. something People are like, i'm a good fucking cook ah! done yeah and then but baking is like oh my god this takes so long to do mm-hmm. and now i have to like do this now i have to wait and I, it might not even be good when i get it done <laughs> but i spent three hours doing this so i hope it's good and then it might not be, and you're like, well, I fucking suck at baking. And well, maybe you do, but you haven't practiced very much exactly. yet. So and there's there's a lot of chemistry involved. And mm-hmm. I think about that I do bake for a living. That's my main source of income. Source of income, yes. And while I do have recipes that I have to follow because yeah. it is a corporation. Yeah, it is a thing that you bake for mm-hmm. a large you're not a, a like you said, a baker of your own uh, yeah. volition. You it's work not a mom for, and pop shop. Yeah, you work for a company, you bake the things that people come in and buy mm-hmm. for their events and stuff. But like you're saying, you have your own twist sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes I'll see a recipe and like I don't understand why this is being put in this way. Like I'll change something. For example, I'll put pineapple in first because that's literally my only source of acid in the recipe. And I know that my only source of leavening is in this one spice pack all mixed in. And I need the time for that to interact and help it build so that when I whip up the gluten and that starts to develop, then it can have this interaction and make it so that it gets nice and soft and tender and it rises in the oven instead of being dense. It's tough chemistry because it's a lot of chemistry that happens um, in the absence of Mm -hmm. heat. And uh, more from, like, the the friction and movement of, like, mixing rather than, like, just, like, cooking is chemistry. Also, everything's chemistry. When it comes down to it, this is a total aside. This is just life in general. But everything, (laughs) like, you're hearing from us. We exist. Um, The beers we're drinking during this. (laughs) It's all chemistry. Everything is chemistry that happens. Everything is made of a chemical makeup, and it interacts with something chemically, and then it's an equation, and then something comes out. That's all it is. Yeah. But like with cooking, that kind of happens actively on the top because you're you're introducing heat Mm -hmm. and that, you know, heat is a catalyst to chemistry working like the hotter something is, the faster it moves. And there are some like finer points like, yeah, yeah. not to say that cooking's easy by any means. Say you're making like a roast and you're like, well, I'm going to do this slow and I want to add just a little bit of acid to tenderize the meat, break it down without adding a ton of salt. So what would you do in that situation? Uh, I would add... I actually just gave mom, I literally just came up with some shit out the top our, of my head. Our, our mother. <laughs> our mother. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do with this pork butt? I'm like, throw it in the crock pot, throw mm-hmm. some coconut aminos in there, throw some orange juice in there. The orange juice for the yep. for the acidity, yep. acidity of the situation. Yep. Mm-hmm. The coconut aminos for some umami. <laughs> yes. The, ja- the, the elusive sixth flavor Japanese word umami is umami. savory. Savory. See, this, here's another thing. Now that we... Get savory. Sorry that we still haven't got to the story <laughs> after, uh, I can't see, like 12 minutes we've been doing it already. I don't give a shit. We're but, just going right? to keep going. Fuck it. They can skip ahead. When I think of, um, like, things that are umami and then things that are, like, 
the perfect combination of like like sweet and savory. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, like sweet and savory is becoming more popular. I think in yeah, food for these sure. days. And but a thing that has been sweet and savory in the state of Nebraska. Do you know where I'm going with this? Oh, I know exactly where you're going. Chili with this. And, cinnamon and cinnamon rolls. rolls. Yeah, it's people are like, why does that work together? And it's like, oh, it's you so have good. the cinnamon roll. It is sweet, but not overly sweet. No. It also has a texture because most cinnamon rolls have like an icing or a like kind of a gluey, mm-hmm. sticky sort of yeah. situation. So you have sweet and you have a little savory in that on its own. Yeah, the bread itself is just a little. Yeah, yeah. a little savory. And then you have chili, which is like all savory. It's mm-hmm. beans. It's tomato based. It's meat. It's like, you know, every that is all savory. So you put the two together and they work yeah. like we're not telling you to take a cinnamon roll. And like, and like rip dip it, it up and dip put it, it in yeah. fucking chili. It's like you eat a bite. Yeah, you have the cinnamon roll with your chili, just like you would have fucking oyster crackers mm-hmm. with your with chili. Your, yeah, like you just you have like this, and you have this other thing. Like that's the whole point of it. And I don't understand why people are like, "Oh, it doesn't make sense." It's like Plus, you don't fucking make sense, right? <laughs> it's people it's sweet and savory, bitch. It. That's what it is. <laughs> people do get angry, and I don't. Under- I get angry. <laughs> Because of, their, of because of their anger. <laughs> and it's funny because it's a perfect flavor combination mm-hmm. because not to get all gourmand on you. <laughs> Please be gourmand. <laughs> but you've got the cinnamon. Yep. And you know what cinnamon really loves? Spicy and savory. Yep. And that's why cinnamon, is... that's why big red fucking gum tastes like spice to you even mm-hmm. though it isn't because it's yeah. cinnamon. Like yeah. cinnamon goes very well with the the things that would that would take in spice like oh, tomato based yeah. things take in spice very well that's why every fucking mm-hmm. hot sauce basically tastes in some form oh, yeah. like vinegary mm-hmm. acidic tomato yep. because yeah that's what it is you know that's what goes with that uh yeah. that capsaicin fucking uh <laughs> the spicy <laughs> molecule chemistry we're only on chemistry we should have done a show about Just chemistry it, right <laughs> we'll save that one for another time another time so I'm trying to think of what else we could bullshit about for whatever, but I think maybe we should start to anything else you want to tell anyone else. You like to you like to bake. I love to and bake. obviously that's come out in the last ten minutes that you mm-hmm. like to bake, that you know how to bake. Yeah. Um do you have give me your top five favorite things to bake? Um, doesn't have to be anything crazy, just like what do you like to make the most? Like what are your favorite things to just whip up for either occasions or for your own stuff? What do you like to do? So, of course, number one is cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Because Grandma Kathleen mm-hmm. made them, what, like three fucking times a week? Yeah, Grandma, our, our grandmother <laughs> uh, up in our original hometown up in northern Nebraska, she, uh, she, she made cinnamon rolls. And, you know, everybody has their own sort of... Um, affinity for their own like uh grandmother or parents mm-hmm. stuff yeah. because you'll you'll eat that and you'll go out and eat like a, something else that is the same thing you're and like well this is not this is not as good or no. i don't like this it just is different and so grandma made you know a particular type of cinnamon roll mm-hmm. and we were just raised on that and she just made the shit out of them yeah. and then like that's how our mom makes them mm-hmm. now as well and then uh, must be how you make them oh yeah that's how i make them yeah and it's great and that's where i got my love of baking from was yeah. grandma kathleen because mm-hmm. i'd go over and there would always be dough raising in the kitchen, and mm-hmm. that's how she would keep me busy. So I'd go in and punch it down and <laughs> roll it out, pretend I was doing stuff. Making noodles yep. for oh, chicken noodle soup. It was just Homemade noodles. I was just regaling people at work about that today. 
Yeah, you've never had real good chicken noodle soup till you have like a hearty, oh. thick, mm-hmm. doughy kind of not doughy, but like the thick consistency yeah. of like a dumpling almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In noodle form yeah. in your chicken noodle soup. Like that oh. watery, thin bullshit. Oh, like it just no, doesn't it's broth. not it's nothing. That's not soup. Yeah, it's just well even like those noodles and stuff, you're like, what is this? It's just right? like this slippery and nonsense. Slimy yeah. And yeah. You want the the real thick, mm-hmm. like you make it, you roll it out, you cut them up. Yeah. And you put them into the you know the water. You actually boil them yourself and everything, and you make them your own noodles, and mm-hmm. it, it, it makes for a good oh, a good soup. Good soup. Mm-hmm. Um, cinnamon rolls number so cinnamon number rolls, one. Uh, pumpkin bread. Pumpkin bread, which is always delicious. Mm-hmm. I fucking love everything pumpkin. I have an affinity for pumpkin <laughs> as well, for sure. Uh, probably then after that, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Of I course. am. I am the designated pie maker. The the greatest of all pies. Indeed. Fucking fight me. <laughs> don't don't at me. Pumpkin pie is the best pie ever. Fuck you if you think otherwise. Or do at me and I'll yeah, fucking yeah. I'll do, tell you exactly do, what. Do find it's about. me at Kyle Steinhauser on Twitter. I'll say it at the end of the show again. But uh, fucking uh, at me if you think pumpkin pie is not number one. If you think apple pie or cherry pie is better, I'll fight you. Come to my house. We'll do a podcast and then I'll fight you afterwards about it. I exactly. love pumpkin pie exactly. so much. It's the best. And, it's the best. And fuck you if you like pecan. Um, I like pecan pie. I mean, it's good, but it's not as good as pumpkin pie. I don't, I don't care what you say. How people have or pecan pie. Pecan pie. Whatever, y'all. Pecan pie, boy. <laughs> boy. Some, of that, <laughs> some of that pecan pie, boy. Yeah, it's good, but it's it's its own thing. It it's, is. It's kind of sweet. Uh, and it's caramely it's and just it just is it's all sugar. It's sugar. <laughs> it's all. Uh, it's a southern type yeah, of pie. Like if is. you think of a southern pie, like a pecan pie, boy. Oh it, yeah. It is. I mean, apple pie is too, but like pecan pie is just. Oh, it's like it's like so sweet much, tea in yeah. pie form. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So we've got what we got: cinnamon rolls, cinnamon rolls pumpkin bread, pumpkin bread, and pumpkin, pumpkin pie. pie. Um. I love making. <laughs> I'm gonna gonna drop the Scandinavian yeah. accent on you. Mm-hmm. I love making kringle. Klingla. 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 <laughs> How many umlauts <laughs> are in, in this in this word? None. None. How many weird letters that the English language doesn't use are in this word? Like an None. A and an E smashed it's, together. It's literally K R I N G L E. K R. Spell it again. K R I. K R I. N. N. G L E. Kringly. <laughs> exactly. Kringle. Or Kringle. Kringle. <laughs> Chris Kringle. People, that's what like Christmas comes. They're like, oh, it's Kringle. It's, yeah. It's, it's Chris Kringle. It's Kringle. <laughs> Kringle. What is that exactly? Um, it is a pastry, and it's a pain in the ass to make. What kind of pastry? Like, what is its flavor base? Uh, its flavor base is almond. Almond. So like it's not super sweet. No. It's kind of uh, a muted. Pretty much. Kind of flavor. Is yeah. it a little bit, is there any sweetness? I'm sure there's some sugar that goes into it a little bit. Yeah. Recipe-wise. You make a filling of almond paste and mm-hmm. sugar mm-hmm. and eggs, and you fill the dough with that, and that's that's your sweetness. You sprinkle sugar and almonds on top. It sounds very uh, nor- Nordic. It is. Very simple, It's, uh, it's easy. very, very Danish mm-hmm. in its execution, which is also very French, because mm-hmm. The French have such an influence on Danish baking. It's true. It's, it is uh, true. You know, a it's lot of pretty close to France, it, uh, it, Denmark. So <laughs> it's not surprising that at some point in history they probably interacted with each other yeah. a little bit. And it's funny because it's really only Denmark, Sweden, Norway. Are like fuck you. Well, yeah, they have that little waterway in between mm-hmm. them. That it's it's so funny when you think about Scandinavia. Finland is not Scandinavia. No, it is even not. though most people kind of throw it in there. It's Nordic. They're, it's Nordic. Yeah, or there Baltic. are many many terms. Yeah, it's almost more Baltic, 
Like it's more like Lithuania mm-hmm. and Estonia yeah. than um, God Estonia. What a great fucking country. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like that and Russia, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Than it is like its buddies, Sweden, Sweden. <laughs> I had one and a half beers. <laughs> Sweden, Norway, and even Iceland a little bit, although mm-hmm. Iceland is its own thing because it's been yeah. uh, so isolated that it's yeah. you know its version of uh, Icelandic is closer to Old Norse than than it any is. of the other ones because they modernized and they cross culturated where mm-hmm. Iceland's like we're alone, so yeah. we're the same, but. Uh, you know, it's so funny when you think of, you know, like Norway and Sweden are so different despite being next to each other. Mm-hmm. And Denmark and Sweden are actually very similar, even though they're kind of far away from each other. Like and they're across the yeah. way, but they were like a, a kingdom together. Yeah. And Norway was part of that as well. Yeah. And Finland's like, we're different. Pretty much. On the border, they're <laughs> similar because I think there's a weird, I don't even know what you would call it. There's, there's like a weird mixed language where it mixes Swedish a, and Finnish yeah, on, the, on the language. border. There's indigenous people called the Sami people. Yes. Which and... I believe uh, Simo, my man... Uh, he Simo. was he. Hey ya. Yes, I said it wrong the whole time. <laughs> hey ya. Hey ya. I. It's got um, that one has umlauts it's in it. It's got. Oh yeah. I oh, had yeah. to f- uh, figure out the uh, the alt code, whatever it was like alt zero one five four. I think to make like umlauted a's. Yeah. <laughs> so I could be properly <laughs> spell it correct. Didn't say it correct, but at least I spelled it right. But he is a Sami. I think he that is, was he yep. was an. In, I don't know if he was indigenous. He was full blood Sami, but he was like. Obviously, that was oh, yeah. a big part of yeah. his, uh, and he killed a lot of people. Yeah, he was pretty he was, badass. He was pretty amazing. That was my number one most downloaded episode. Is that one? People like that guy. He's just a just a just a little farmer guy, and he's like, "Well, I got to murder people now." And then he <laughs> just much. did did that, and he was like, like "I'm gonna live till I'm fuck fucking like 98 years old, <laughs> even though half my face got blown off. I don't care." God, like, super good guy. He was amazing. I'm sure that he, it's uh, unsubstantiated, but I'm sure he came up with the uh, the finished baby boxes. Probably just Simo. Uh, he's like. <laughs> What if we just send boxes to all these mothers <laughs> and then all of our SIDS will go down and all of our babies are super healthy? It's right. his idea. I, it's unstantial. I don't know if that's true, but you Who heard knows? it here. It probably is. I don't know. <laughs> that guy's a badass. But yeah, so what about these uh, Sami people? The Sami people are very interesting. Um, you'll probably find more of them in Finland than in Sweden, but there are a lot of them in Sweden. Are very, they indigenous? Very northern. As in similar to like an Inuit type in kind of like Siberians or okay. like yeah Inuits a north and, a northern yeah. kind of indigenous yeah. type of tribe more yeah. they're than, traditionally than um, white people exactly they're traditionally mm-hmm. uh, reindeer herders oh uh, yes mm-hmm. yep something very northern just very. like uh, Inuit <laughs> typically are like whale hunters mm-hmm. and stuff like our yep. seal hunters and like yeah. Native Americans like would herd bison and stuff as yeah. that was a thing is reindeer because of course it is it's yeah. like. <laughs> Basically, Christmas land up there, so of course the yeah. the reindeer have to be a big part of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, the language is is completely different from Finnish. It's completely different from Swedish. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a native com- language. Yeah, so it's com- yeah, it's completely different. It's real interesting, but uh, but yes, people, Finland is not <laughs> Scandinavia. Although is- honestly, I even though they're not, and they will happily say that they are not. I really think that that country is like riding that fucking wave of oh, like for we're sure. also Nordic country. Come look at and oh, visit yeah. our country too, because I think Finland has a lot to offer, just as much as Sweden and Norway and Denmark do, and Iceland. Yeah. Oh, Iceland's a huge tourist country too these days. Oh, Iceland's yeah. really boomed like crazy. But yeah. a lot of people are visiting these countries now, especially because they're so nice, mm-hmm. they're so clean, the people are really I friendly. Would, I would love to go to Finland. Yeah, it's and I mean, like Helsinki is a really cool town apparently mm-hmm. i mean they drink like gallons of coffee a day it's just oh, like yeah. their thing you know yeah. but i yeah they, they'll definitely tell you hey uh we're not 
Sweden. We're not Norway, but they're not going to say no to you coming in, like spending <laughs> right? your money there because you think it's also part of their thing. Like, yeah, come here. Like, it's yeah, fine. Definitely. Come here. Most of our country you don't want to go to because it's only snow. It, yeah. But the bottom part where Helsinki is, you can come here and yeah. hang out with us. And don't let and, the dudesons fool you. Make you think it's all fun. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen to our death metal and drink our fucking oh, gallons of, of, of coffee and mm-hmm. get in a sauna with us because yeah. that's what Finnish They've people got do. A great rock scene. I feel like great. the the guy, yeah, the, that's that's a huge part. I'm not a huge like death metal or metal fan in general, but like uh, all yeah. those countries up there, are like way mm-hmm. way into it. I think it's the perpetual darkness in winter that brings yeah, it out in them for sure. Um, Children of Bodom, one of uh, Finland's best bands ever. They're pretty fucking great. They're just just going insane. Alexi Laiho is one of the greatest guitarists of all time. And you can <laughs> at me, but I'm not on Twitter, so fucking <laughs> at me wherever you think you can. You're on Instagram, right? I am. At her there. We'll talk about it at the end of the show where you can find her, but at her there and, and tell her that whatever fucking band she just said to me that I don't remember <laughs> is, isn't the best metal band that you've ever heard in your entire life. And also don't at her about any K-pop. Because she'll oh. see, oh, see, there's oh boy, boy, oh my god, let's talk about Korean. Pop. Oh my god, boy. So that and that's the thing. Like, see, now we've been talking so long, and all of a sudden your the interests just like come they out. come out because you you love to bake, and and love you love languages, languages, and... which is another thing I was going to mention because you are you're not technically any more lingual than English, but you mm-hmm. know a lot about other languages that mm-hmm. you could probably be considered almost multilingual or mm-hmm. uh I don't know what the what the was it what's the uh, word poly whatever uh polyglot polyglot mm-hmm. yes yeah, that speaks multiple languages um uh you could almost be considered that but I feel like I don't know I the, think the if we dumped you into there. a country for long enough you would pick it up fine you would probably yeah. be become oh yeah lingual in that language well enough to like exist yeah. fine and that happened when I was in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. I uh, picked up a lot of extra things and learned how to talk to people. I think they're very nice about it up there, too. Like, mm-hmm. they're very happy when you give it a shot. Oh, yeah. And they're, because a lot of them speak English very well. Like, yeah, they learn English. Anyone under, like, 40 to 50 there speaks English. Yeah, the old people don't because they're old and mm-hmm. they that's all they used to know. And that's fine. Yeah. That's the way it is. But exactly. a lot of them learn English, especially because English is sort of like the business language of the world. Yeah. So. And the in in a lot of the EU nations and and uh, the EU the European zone and stuff that English is a fairly well spoken because the mm-hmm. uh, the Londoners the Englishmen oh, have, have yeah. pushed it real hard right on like just like America would push it real hard <laughs> on everybody in in empire terms Even though and others I think French is still technically like the diplomatic language of the world but English is definitely like it's the business language it's like the treaty language it's the common it's the commonality it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think. Well, obviously, like Mandarin Chinese is number one mm-hmm. spoken. Yeah. But basically, it's all concentrated in like China, yeah. basically, in a couple like outlying like islands yeah. and kind of area around there. And even in China, obviously, it's China. It's not only <laughs> spoken Mandarin. Cantonese, Cantonese is, is, is real big like, in Hong Kong and, mm-hmm. and whatever, like Macau, the other places yep. that are kind of yep. close by there. You got I, Taiwanese. Taiwanese, Chinese, which is basically which... Chinese, but it's mm-hmm. Taiwan. They're like. And honestly, if you yeah. ask people from Taiwan, they would say we're speaking Chinese. Yeah. We're actually China, and they're like the traitors who yeah. are the <laughs> communists, and we're the real China. It's a whole that's a whole thing too. Yeah. I think the Tibetans don't speak. Some more speak like because 
a lot of like native Tibetans are not Han Chinese, like a yeah, lot of the Chinese yeah. from the eastern mm-hmm. part. And I think they speak their own yeah. uh, variation, which is probably almost like a mix between that and like Indian and stuff, because mm-hmm. India is like right there on the yeah. uh, Indian and Nepal and Bangladesh, all kind of like in that border in that region kinda, between yeah. like China and uh, India. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> Language is fucking weird and interesting. I wish I spoke God, it's so more fun. than English. I feel like all of us in our family had a pretty good um, sense of that stuff. Like when I took Japanese in mm-hmm. high school and college. Didn't remember. I don't remember a lot of it. And honestly, it's my fault. Like I didn't practice it. Obviously, if you don't practice it and do you, anything, yeah, you just lose. You lose it. I still remember a few things here and there. Like my other, our other sister Rachel, she did mm-hmm. some Japanese and stuff too. Yeah. Um, and I've picked up. Little bits of Spanish here and there. Spanish yeah. is super easy, so oh, yeah. it's it's easy to pick yeah. up there. Little bits of German and stuff, but I feel like you picked up a lot of Swedish, mm-hmm. a lot of Swedish and Danish because Swedish and Danish are uh, they're intelligible yeah. to each other. They're not the same. And it's so funny because, oh gosh, guys, I'm gonna get on a weird language rant. Go for it. But uh, when you compare languages, technically Norwegian and Danish are more similar to each other. But the Swedes and the Danes are way more intelligible to each other, whereas the Danes and the Norwegians are more intelligible to each other than the Swedes and the Norwegians. And the Norwegians, it's just the way that they mm-hmm. speak the words. Yeah. So is are those three languages like basically the same? Like, do they use the same like words for the most part, and the same script, and the same yeah. like structure for, of for the grammar? most part? Um, They've just diverged a little bit. Yeah, and of course, like Danish is. Ha- are done. they as, are they as similar as say? Quebecois, like Montreal French mm-hmm. and France, like Parisian French, are they that similar? Or are they just a they're, little farther they're, off? They're a little farther off. Okay. Yeah, especially like with the it's Danes, more like Portuguese and Spanish. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like kind of the same and a little bit intelligible enough that you'd be like, oh, it's yeah. like mostly the same words and kind, but it's spoken yeah. very differently. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because Portugal and Spain are like right next to each other, well, so yeah. their language is kind of evolved in the the same, yeah. but like different. Way. And you've got different versions of Norwegian. You've got like Bokmal, which is like the standard. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like old Gamal, which is like the old way of speaking, which mm-hmm. is, I think, similar to, oh gosh, I'm like recalling on like many, <laughs> many years ago from a tour guide, uh, which I think is similar to like kind of what they speak in Iceland now, which is like very close to Old Norse. Old Norse, yeah. But like Old Norse pretty much has nothing to do with like I, modern. I feel like of all language. those languages, I feel like Icelandic is the hardest one yeah. to look at. I don't know about speaking oh, it, but to look at it is very, mm-hmm. very difficult. Like that volcano that erupted, it, like I, I remember seeing the name when it first happened. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? They just like some person just like hit the keyboard and like, this is the volcano. It's, it's just... All uh, right, about ninety-eight E's and V's in there, and a Y, and then there's a volcano post. post. It's what this is, but that's it's real. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's the name of it, but I'm just like, oh, I can't. I, I have no idea. It's, it's a real hard language. I and it I seems like it. Haven't even tried to. I feel like though it's probably similar enough to the other ones that they've diverged, but there's probably still some similarity. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure they don't understand each other very well, but they would like pick up yeah. shit. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier off mic before the show, mm-hmm. uh, like Danish or not Danish, uh, Dutch, Dutch, yeah, in German mm-hmm. and English, yeah, um, kind of all coming from a common place. Yeah, so there are little and like Afrikaans as well because it's oh, yeah. basically African it's, Dutch. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, South so, African Dutch. Sometimes you, when you when you hear somebody speaking Afrikaans, you're like, are you just speaking like dumb idiot English? Like, <laughs> or am I dumb? Because I, I hear every fourth or fifth word I get. And I'm like, oh, what does this mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh, and you read a book and you're like, you is read this like it a and you're third like... grader who's like, this is English I now. I don't know how to spell. 
And then they think the same thing about English. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's language. Just, like, bastardized. That's language in a, in, a, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. I remember, um, and this will segue well into what we're actually going to talk yes. about. Um, r- there is, uh, you know, English is obviously the the main language spoken in, in, in England. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's named for that place. Exactly. Um, the Angles. Yes, the, Ang- the Anglo-Saxon, the Angles <laughs> in the English. And we won't get into the uh, history of, of languages spoken on the Isles because they're all fucking weird and oh different, gosh, too. Yeah. Irish is very strange, like Gaelic, and, and it's just like, Ugh. and the Picts, and, and you know, Cornish and the uh, the English on that island were very different than the English that we have now because a lot of the English now are like mixes and bastardizations between like the Norse Germans invaders and, and the French invaders, mm-hmm. like from Normandy, like in 1066 when William the Conqueror went over, yep. and he's like, "This is mine now." Yeah, he kind of <laughs> like was like, "Well, these things are happening now," and like you said, just like the the. The even from like Roman influence from back in the day when old old Roman Britain and stuff and it's like ugh. anyhow, that's English, but the Scots uh, also have like a Scottish mm-hmm. kind of English, mm-hmm. and I, I I'll never forget. And it's so weird because I wish I could find it again. I'm sure if I looked hard enough, I could Google it and find it. But like I. I was looking at a web page one time and it was like, choose your language. So I just looked and it was like Scottish English. I'm like, what? So I clicked on it to read it and it's like 95% the same as like English, but there's like weird different shit. And I'm like, what is this? And that's just like, I was like, all right. So, you know, Scottish people have to be a little bit different than their English counterparts. And today's episode is about uh, Agnes and she's a, uh, she's a Scottish, she's a Scottish lady. She's a Scottish lass. A Scottish lass. And she was a. Uh, I'll let Amber kind of start talking about it, and we'll and we'll sort of discuss it as as we go along. But tell me a little bit about the the origin of of Agnes, the Countess of of Dunbar, a little bit. So Agnes, the uh, Countess of Dunbar, she was a daughter of an earl, the I believe the first Earl of Moray, um, of the Randolph family. Um, yeah, just like a very patriotic Scottish woman, hard headed. Just a delight. I just think she's such a badass. Scottish people, I, I was, uh, where was I reading this earlier or heard earlier? Uh, Scottish people had like a lot of really, um, they couldn't get fat and they all grew to be gigantic tall people because mm-hmm. they ate a lot of like seafood because mm-hmm. of the fishing and they ate a lot of like hearty grains instead yeah. of like like wimpy wheat they had to grow like oats and bran and shit because because, like it's scotland and it's highlands and it's like rocky crappy soil yeah so they end up growing these really hearty like fibrous wheats so they're eating like this like just like rock bread (laughs) and fucking fish and sheep and stuff so they grow into these like massive people (laughs) and the english like you're all dumb and idiots but like they're just pussies compared to the the scottish (laughs) who are just like these insane like warrior people and it's like oh so i thought it was interesting anyhow uh, more more about Agnes. <laughs> so uh, she married, I believe it was Patrick. Oh, goodness. What was his name? He was uh, Patrick, the ninth Earl of Dunbar in March, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, where she ended up being. That's why she lived in the castle of Dunbar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she. Was... So so in her early life. Agnes probably pretty much didn't do she really anything didn't. of like real historical. She didn't note. really, yeah. She didn't really do anything of. I'm note. assuming she was, she was a she was a she was a badass lady because you don't just become one overnight. Yeah, she's probably just a a, a bad bitch from from yeah. the beginning. 
But obviously, she didn't do anything super crazy at the beginning of life. She was, like you said, like an earl's daughter. Yeah, she, it pretty, was it was just, a marriage yeah. of like she how was royal. A, yeah, she was a rich. Do. She was a rich daughter. Rich people the, marrying other rich people. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like Scot- Scotland. Times. As 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 far as Scotland wants to be removed from like England, because you know how we all think of England is like oh the queen and the king and the the royal family mm-hmm. and this and oh we all know the monarchs. And and Scotland hates England. They mm-hmm. don't want to fucking be like them at all. Yeah, they were exactly fucking like that. They, like literally. every kingdom in Europe at that time was just like that. It was yeah. just monarchs, kings, queens, yep. rich people with land marrying other rich people with land, mm-hmm. so they all have land. Pretty much. So money. everyone's rich. Everyone's a duke. And everybody's everyone's an earl. Fucking, everyone's uh, a countess. Inbred. Like, oh my god. Like the yeah. Habsburgs. And their fucking <laughs> massive chins from like <laughs> generations of inbreeding with just dopey looking fucking chins coming oh my out God, that nine inches underbite. from their head. <laughs> <laughs> Teeth popping out. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> look what we've done. <laughs> They're still fairly interbred these days, yeah. but not as much because like it's not a big deal yeah. anymore. But still, I mean, they. And you've got people on like the Swedish uh, royalty who, who line are in who the are succession in, for the for English. The English. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, my they, God. They're all fucking related to mm-hmm. each other. That's the yeah. whole point. But anyhow, yeah. So she she lives a life of 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 regular, you know, richness of yeah. the time, whatever this is, thirteen yeah. hundred. Whatever you so would 14th. consider luxury in the mm-hmm. middle middle ages. Yes, which is basically just not being super poor and dying. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> having enough uh, money to have food to and have, have people yeah. like do things for you. Exactly. Yes. Yes, indeed. So so then, what what does what does Agnes like? What what leads up to why? she becomes an interesting historical historical figure. Because we've talked about the English hating the Scots and the Scots uh, equally hating the English, and I feel like that probably has something to do yeah. with why she's insane. Yeah. Well, as we know, the Scottish, you know, they're like, fuck you guys. Yep. We want to keep our independence. Yep. To the point where they had two Scottish wars of independence less than 100 years apart from each other. Um, Against the, the, the English. English, mm-hmm. yep. Um, Ireland's just over there doing whatever. Like Ireland is much <laughs> less successful getting their independence from England. Yeah. Uh, Scotland was much better at it. They still didn't succeed every time, but they were much better at being like, fuck you, buddy. Pretty Which much. is funny because Ireland's a different island, so you think like the water separating them will like help them kind of where you know, Scotland's yeah. like we're connected to you. <laughs> connected. So you can just like walk up here and be like, Hi, we're here. We're gonna fight now. <laughs> Whereas Ireland's like, Oh, we have like nothing over here and hang out with us and England's like you we're taking you anyway and we're and gonna keep northern ireland Sorry. poor wales is just there like whatever what, yeah. hey i guess we're england now <laughs> i guess we're england now doctor who is filmed here yes it i is. guess we're england now <laughs> but uh yeah so they had two uh wars of scottish independence which in the first war um there actually was a battle at dunbar which mm-hmm. doesn't i mean it's it's noted as a battle, but nothing really came of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest reasons why they loved where that castle was is it was so fortified. Um, it was right up to the sea gate. There was so much land that hid. Like there was a sea gate that went like flowed right up to the castle. Yeah, which comes so in obviously handy you're later. protect protected on at least one or more sides by mm-hmm. the fucking sea. Yeah, and if you've ever seen pictures of like the coasts of like England, and Ireland, it's just like cliffs and yeah. Shit that's eroded into just like Pretty there's much. no way that you can just like it's not a beach. You, yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't come up to him and be like, "Hi, we're here." It's just like, "Oh well, shit, this thing's just on a fucking like precipice." I guess we, I mean, you could get ships and maybe shoot stuff there, but this is like the 1300s. Like you don't yeah. have fucking anything like that. Exactly. That yet, there's so. there's catapults. That's yeah. basically yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, um, as we stated, she did marry uh Patrick, and he uh 
was fighting in the war in the second uh, Scottish War of Independence. Mm-hmm. And he leaves one day to go fight with his country, to fight for his king. And he leaves his wife and some of her handmaids and then just a few guards to the castle. To be in charge of the castle. To be in charge. He probably figured that nobody was going to come knocking. Yeah. Because the Scottish men were trying to take the fight to the English. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they run off, do whatever you do, get together, go off and go fight whatever battle. Pretty much. Hey, honey... Take care of the castle. It'll be fine. It's yeah. a castle. And she's probably like, okay, yeah. I which, guess we'll hang you know, out here. Yeah, Which happened back mm-hmm. then because yep. all of the men would go mm-hmm. off to war and the women would be left behind. Just to, to hang out. Yeah, to mm-hmm. take care of the manor and yeah. all that goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, he goes. He goes to fight. Mm-hmm. And then at this point, that's when William Montague, the uh, first Earl of that sounds very Eng- Salisbury... Eng- <laughs> <laughs> Everything is just. Ex- I, I I love on this show whenever we talk about English stuff that it's always exceedingly it's English. So, oh my god, it has to be very British, and that's my favorite part about. I'm such a fucking Anglophile. <laughs> I love England. Like, sorry, Scotland. If anybody from Scotland is listening, you're like, fuck you, mate. <laughs> I went did an Australian accent to be even more offensive. <laughs> I can't do them. I can I can do Australian okay. I can't really do any of the other Englishes like well enough to be like Jesus Christ, what are you doing? <laughs> Scottish is hard. Yeah, but they're is. probably just like. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> and but I, I mean, it's, and everything about England, like they take pride in just being like so fucking English. It's yeah. just like, yeah. And of course, the Montague was so very. <laughs> it was so it's just too bad he wasn't from Yorkshire, <laughs> or Sheffield, or Leicester. 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 Even though it's spelled like Leicester. Yeah, Leicester. Things like that. I feel like if you just Liverpool. say anything. Like with that drone, it just sounds so English. Very exceedingly English. (laughs) Like the Battle of Brunswick and Tweed, which is a real, which is a real skirmish. It's so funny too. Like when you think of uh, like Robin Hood being from Nottingham, yeah. How Nottingham's a real place, and you see, you're like, that's real, right? Okay, I thought it was just some fucking weird fairy tale, but apparently it's a it's, real it's a thing real, yeah. that where people live now, and they're just like, I'm from Nottingham. Like, really? <laughs> fucking, do you know Robin Hood? Do you know the sheriff of Nottingham? Like, all right. It's real. England's it weird. Real. England's yeah, a weird fairy tale land, separate from the uh, other European fairy tale <laughs> lands, like in the Czech Republic with their castles and and right. and, and yeah. uh, princesses and, and what have you, and the uh, <laughs> Black Forest, whatever you, however you say up that. In, up in Germany, Schwarzwald. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, she so so you're saying she's in the castle. Mm-hmm. She's chilling. Yep. Husband's going out to fight. Yep. Another dude. Now husband's gone. He comes up to, and to call. He's the the, the Montague mm-hmm. from Salisbury. What's what's he, what's up his uh, what's up his sleeve? What's he want? So pretty much, he just wants that castle. He wants that. He just land. wants to take he it. Want, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like super fortified. It's great. He would love it in the name of the English king. Yeah. Um. He's a pretty great. Uh. Gosh, you're gonna have to correct me later. I want to say that he was a general, but I am not one hundred percent certain. I can't remember. But I mean, he was he was pretty noteworthy. He had a lot of wins under his belt. He was very trusted by the king to go out and <laughs> lead sieges. But uh, yeah, he uh, he was a guy who could win shit. Yeah, he was a guy much. when when somebody wanted something done, you sent you sent Montague because he would be able to uh, he would be able to take it for whatever for mm-hmm. whomever. Yeah. So so he's coming up and he's knock knock knocking on Agnes's door. Yep. At this castle, which I just looked at a map of it, by the way, and it's in a really shitty part of Scotland. Yeah. Like, why is. would you even want this place? <laughs> I I don't. 
I don't understand why like, so and, badly. Right? Unless it was like a great trade route back then. Like, I, I yeah, I don't understand. That or like it was because it was so easily defended. Maybe mm-hmm. once you get something like that, then somebody's like, oh, we'll, uh, we'll just yeah. have it now yeah. and nobody can take we it back. We have your castle. Us. We yeah. have your land. We have your earldom. Mm-hmm. We have your money. Um, money. And so it is said that he purportedly showed up with 20,000 English mm-hmm. men, which, gosh, sometimes when you read these things, you're like, 20,000 men? I Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of the weird parts of history, uh, battle history, yeah. from back when things weren't recorded worth a shit, because yeah. without pictures and without like very accurate measures to check stuff, like old battles are so weird. They're like, yeah. Uh, so, uh, this guy fought this guy with 100,000 people. This guy had like 50,000 people. And you're like, what? <laughs> 150,000 people are just fighting each other? Like, right? that takes up like a, like 20 acres of land and they were yeah. just like beating each other up. Like, that's that sounds so fucking weird because yeah. that's just not how like things work anymore. But maybe. So he, he rolls up with probably less than 20,000 troops, yeah. but, pro- but a, a lot of a guys. Sizable number. A ton of dudes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they show up and they, uh, of course, in a very English style, announce we're here and we need you to surrender your castle and your land to the English and give up all the things. Yep. Because uh, you're Scotland and we hate you. Pretty and much. And we're going to take your stuff. You're England now, we say. You're England, and- English vassals now. <laughs> and Agnes basically was like, fuck you. She laughed straight in their face and was like, bring it. A lot of balls on that lady mm-hmm. to be in this castle. And her husband leaves. Her husband, who was fighting in a war, so obviously he was like some sort of a war commander mm-hmm. himself. Yep. And this dude shows up with a shit ton of dudes who are ready to fight and says, hey, we're going to take your castle. And she's like, no, you're not. Yeah. Fuck you, buddy. You are not going to take our castle. Like, she was, a lot of nuts on that lady. She was 26 years old when this happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> I a, did a little <laughs> reading beforehand, too, and I did not know she was that young. Yes, when only 26 this years old. I am a 27-year-old young men, young women, Uh, and I don't think I could ever even imagine doing something like that. Facing down Mm 20,000-ish dudes who have bows and uh, swords and shields Mm -hmm. and uh, other implements that they've just decided to wheel up there as well, well. and she's just like, you, fuck you, you can't do anything. (laughs) What are you going to do? Right? So what did he, how did he respond to her basically just flipping them off and saying, fucking come at me, bro, what are you going to do? So what he does is he just immediately is like, okay, guys, we're going to lay siege and we're just going to start fucking catapulting them. So they just throw boulders, huge boulders at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hits the walls of the castle. It hits the columns. Um, and while this is happening, it is said that she declared, of Scotland's king, I hound my house. I pay him meat and fee. And I will keep my good old house while my house will keep me. So she's up there mocking them, mm-hmm. which my favorite part of this, <laughs> because it's just, God, it's so posh mm-hmm. and so badass that as this is happening and there's dust everywhere and rocks everywhere, she sends her ladies in waiting out there while they're catapulting boulders <laughs> and they're fucking dusting off the top of the columns <laughs> with their lace <laughs> handkerchiefs, <laughs> with their kerchiefs. <laughs> Like this, this, this cannot, cannot be like this. I must keep I my home. I must keep my home. I, my husband in left. Order. I'm in charge of the house, <laughs> and I have to keep it clean. Quit shooting your fucking giant rocks at my house. God damn it! But the best part of this is that 
you know, they're they're throwing all these boulders. Yeah, the at English them are shooting and, boulders through catapults and I'm assuming trebuchets mm-hmm, and other things. Yep. Other implements of war yeah. trying to literally lay siege to a massive rock castle. Yeah. And so this goes on for a while and then they wait. Yeah. And then they cut off their food supplies. So a, they're a like true classic uh yep. siege. Yep. So they're like, Okay, she's gotta come out. Yep. So she lets Starve them, them out. She lets them get close because they're like, Okay, we can go up with a sow now, which is like a battering ram. Yeah, sow, if you don't know, is like this massive like tower type thing that you would go up to like the wall of a castle and it would be like a battering ram, but also like dudes would be in it. Mm-hmm. So like they could, it's like almost they like would, Trojan horsey. Like yeah. once you bust the wall open, while they, they could yeah, do it. you bust the wall open, then they come spilling out and start to do uh, what soldiers do, which is basically just fucking kill everyone yeah. in, in a, the most terrible way possible. Yeah. So they bring the massive sow up, and they try to get into the castle yeah. because I'm assuming they're like, okay, um, we're starving her out. Mm-hmm. We've blown up her fucking castle as much as we can. We're gonna get it into this fucking thing one way or the other. Yeah. They have to be weak now. Let's fucking make our move. So they come right up, and she's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let them get close. So yep. they come up. They're battering the mm-hmm. walls and the ramparts. Yep. So she lets them get close. And hey, guess what they fucking <laughs> threw at the castle earlier? A bunch of boulders. A bunch of rocks that they've uh, <laughs> now uh, newly acquired Scottish rocks. <laughs> they're not English rocks anymore because they're just in her castle now. Pretty so much. now she's got a bunch of boulders. Yep. And so while she does have ladies in waiting there, she still has a small group of guards. Yeah. Of armed men. Mm-hmm. So she lets these guys get close. And they just throw these boulders down on these guys, wreck the sow, break it in in, in yeah. twain. <laughs> and just, you know, murder a bunch of English guys who are like, this will work. Uh, we're dead because there's a rock killing us. Pretty much. From above. <laughs> Put Robin's arrow in twain. <laughs> oh, God. Such a great movie. Uh, if you've never seen Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes. I, I will say yes. It, it is. Yes. It's better than Princess Bride. It's, it's better than also the the uh, uh, Prince of Thieves mm-hmm. that came out at the same time that it yep. was, was parodying and mocking. It is like much better of oh. a fucking movie than that movie is. <laughs> so good. It's so funny. <laughs> yes. So she drops boulders because she's like, well, fuck that shit. We just will somehow heave ho all these boulders up to the edge of the castle yep. and just like smash these idiots yeah. with their own fucking rocks that so they she, gave me. She kills what I imagine are hundreds of men. Of dudes. Of yeah. Dudes. They're dead. So at this point... uh. They have to, Montague has to take a moment, retreat a little bit, and try to figure out a yeah, different plan because, because his dumbass war plans <laughs> has with, been thwarted. He is this amazing general with war knowledge, a bunch of guys, and he still can't beat this lady. This, this lady who's just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess we're gonna fight now. Go ahead and give it your best shot, you fucking dumbass. He's <laughs> like, okay, fire the catapults. <laughs> So then, unleash they, the trebuchets. <laughs> the trebuchets. Unleash the sow. Oh my guys are dead. Oh shit. My guys are annihilated. So they they take some time. They kind of lay back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine day to day they're probably sending guys out to like take stock of what's going on. Maybe try to get in again. Yeah, because they're still sieging the place. Mm-hmm. They're still trying to get in there, and obviously. These old castles have a lot of stores in them because people would live mm-hmm. in the castles and kind yep. of uh, go along on day-to-day life. You know, around the castle, obviously, there's always, like, farms and stuff. And then mm-hmm. when those people are like, oh, we're in danger, they all run inside the, yeah, and exactly. hang out in the castle. So you exactly. got to have a lot of food and shit in the castle. But yeah. it's finite, so they're they're waiting for them to run out of that and be desperate yep. and uh, surrender. So 
And so they try to bribe one of her guards, mm-hmm. which doesn't work because he's patriotic as fuck. <laughs> like all these Scottish All the Scottish men <laughs> tend they tend to be a very Scottish like like English are exceedingly English, but these Scottish people have a lot of pride in mm-hmm. not being English and, yep. and particularly being Scottish. So they weren't uh, not many of them are going to uh, give up anybody of their own kind yeah. to these dickhead English. <laughs> yes. So he tries to bribe him and this guy's like, sure, I'll take your money and then just goes and tells her like, hey, they're coming up with this sow and <laughs> hey, they're going to try to use your brother against you. Mm-hmm. So another thing that he tries after that, which keep in mind, guys, this goes on for what, five months? Yeah, six sieges months? are long and arduous things. I believe it was from the 13th of January of 1338 to the 10th of June of 1338 mm. is how long it went on. Quite um, a long time. Quite some time. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he brings her brother and is like, okay, fuck it. I've tried all these things. I've tried yeah. being just like upfront. I'm gonna I'm gonna prey on her her emotions. Like clearly she's a woman yeah. <laughs> and has she's extra she's, feelings. She's, she's, she's hysterical. She's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> she's got feelings. She's got hysteria. I will I am a superior man and I will fucking beat this dumb woman who's still somehow so dumb she's still kicking my idiot right. ass so hard. Anyhow. So what he does is he captures her brother who is uh John Randolph. Almost just said Jan. Jan Jan <laughs> Gian Randolph, the third Earl of Moray, um, and threatened to hang him. He said, if you don't secede, if you don't give us your castle, your land, your money, we're going to hang him. And she once again says fuck you. You know This is what? a very game I don't know if you watched Game of Thrones at all. Yeah. Um but there this is super similar to uh when the Lannister army rolls up to the uh, Tully castle. And it's, like, surrounded by, like, rivers and stuff. So, like, once they raise the moat, like, mm-hmm. the thing, like, nobody can fucking get into it. And Jamie Lannister uh, gets out uh, the, the Blackfish's brother, who's supposed to be, like, the, 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 the one, like, in charge of the kingdom or whatever, that particular house at that point. And he tells the Blackfish, he's like, hey... Uh, let us in or we're going to kill your brother. The black just like, fuck you. I don't give a shit <laughs> and just walks off. And he's like, oh, I guess I didn't fucking work. Pretty so much. that's basically what this is. Yeah, like, she's like, uh, I'm going to he's like, I'm going to kill your brother. And she's like, I don't fucking care, yeah. dude. She called his bluff and she's like, you know what? Kill him. I'll get his title. Yeah, I'll get his earldom. Mm-hmm. I'll become, you know, another countess of something yeah, else. I'm just going to get more money, more money. Dipshit. Exactly. <laughs> so then what he does is he's very like, okay, cold blooded, very much. And then he ended up not killing him. Of course, because like, it was a, this was it my was a bluff. bullshit bluff. Yeah, exactly. So uh, like this doesn't work. So he thinks about it again and they try to storm the castle again. And she's like, okay, sweet. We're going to let them get real close, get real close again. And what she does is she decides that she's going to bring down um, this wall and try to trap him yeah. in there. It's like, fuck it. I'll take uh, Montague in myself and I'll end this entire thing. Yeah. So they get close. They get real close. They're getting closer. How much closer could they be? How many times can I stay close? <laughs> They're licking the wall. They're <laughs> licking the wall. They're punching the wall, trying to get through it. They're right so there. So they get there, and one of uh, Montague's men sees what's about to happen. He sees the wall coming down, yeah. pushes him out of the way, and she captures this one guy. <laughs> so she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so her oh, fu- plan. Oh, fuck, mate. <laughs> oh, I've been captured, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> I can't. 
can't believe you've done this. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Punch. God, I miss Vine. <laughs> Everyone does. So what she does is she's like, okay, well, my plan didn't work, but fuck, his plan didn't work either. Yeah. So she calls out to him. She's like, you know what? I had planned on you coming in and having supper with us mm-hmm. and seceding, and that didn't work, so I've got one of your men now, and he's going to die. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to murder him. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, I hate that this happened like this. I don't like this at all. I hate this. So it's getting towards the end, and finally he's like, you know, Agnes, like, this has got to stop. You've got to be starving by now. We've cut off your food supplies. We've cut off everything else that you would need, like, to tend to any of your people. Well, it turns out that that great fortification and that great seaway that just floods right up into the castle yep. uh, is, like, you can't see it with all the land that comes up. I think it comes up over 200 feet. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. And, um, it's most was North Sea. <laughs> Sir Alexander Ramsey. <laughs> had been sneaking food and supplies in, so what she did... So the siege wasn't working with shit oh, at all. at all. They're yeah. just fucking living it up like they always have. To been. have a good siege, you have to cut off all supply lines, and if you're not cutting off uh, even one supply line, then your siege has failed, yeah. and, and it's not going to work. Yeah, they, they 100% just fucked that up. Yep. And so uh, what she did was she, the day after this, she had fresh bread and wine come in, and then came out and offered it to uh, Montague and all of his men, saying, like, hey, you guys must be hungry. You must be starving. <laughs> like, we're not. We're not. We're not. Have some bread and some wine. <laughs> like, oh, shit, mate. She's got it. <laughs> She's been doing this shit for, like, four months, and she just has fucking bread and wine <laughs> to spare to give right? us. For real. Uh. So at this point, they're pretty much, they're seceding because... It's taken so long. It's taken five months, and I think it has cost nearly 6,000 British pounds, which I don't even know what that would be in today's money. Like eight gajillion fucking dollars. Way too much fucking money. Way too much. For this whole dumb little castle. The king's like, what the fuck? You're one of my best guys. What are you doing? Why is this taking so long? She's a hysterical lady. What are you doing? What are you you fucking doing, dude? God damn. So finally, they just, they gave up. And it was done. They marched away with their tails between their legs, and that was that. And yeah. she lived for many more years. I think she lived until 57. 57, or, it looks which, like. So she went for another 13, lifetime yeah. worth of time after that. Just, yeah. you know. In the 1400s, that's a long fucking it's lifespan. Pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Probably pretty typical for a rich person who could, you know, not die of some stupid disease or, yeah. you know, die of exposure or lack of food and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, and I, I think I was reading too that some of the Scottish people um, who had went off to war heard heard wind of this mm-hmm. and came back and were like, yeah. "Fuck you, buddy!" Yeah, and he's like, "Ah, oh, this is bullshit. Like, I can't fucking stay, stay sieging this. Yeah, and fight off all these guys. I have to fucking. Yeah. And I they have to and leave. they came back by ship, not by land. They came back by ship and were like, "Okay, like we're here. We're gonna fight now. This needs to fucking end." <laughs> and so it did. <laughs> so it did. A lady named Agnes decided to defend her castle. Um, when her husband decided to go away on war because the Scottish were always fighting the British, mm-hmm. even to this day, maybe not in punchy, fighty, stabby terms, but they <laughs> still don't like each other all that much. No. Um, I know when, when Brexit happened, um, many of the Scottish people were like, we're not going to do that because we want to stay in the EU. <laughs> and the English were like, we're going to leave. And they're like, if you do that, we're going to fucking secede from you, you dipshits, <laughs> and rejoin the the EU on our own. And it's like, oh, what do we do? 
the Scottish people hate the English people, and I think the feeling is probably mutual, yeah. usually going back and forth. And so this lady, a proud Scottish lass, decides to say fuck you to the English, a guy who is going to fight her and kill her and her people. She was like, I don't give a fuck about that, and just dropped rocks on them, dusted off her fucking things with kerchiefs with her handmaidens, <laughs> uh, taunted them. And just said crazy shit to them to the point where the guy was just like, I can't fucking fight this lady, yeah. this hysterical woman. <laughs> uh, and then he just leaves. Yep. Pretty good tale. Pretty Pretty badass. good. Yep. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> and I think we've been now going for nearly an hour yep. just doing that. I think I will cut it off here and we'll end the episode now. Um, you can find the podcast. Uh, um on any podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, all of the ones. If you have a podcast app that finds podcasts, you can search Knowledge from the Couch Podcast and you can find mine. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Kyle Steinhauser. You can find the show's Twitter at The Couch Pod. You can find us on Facebook, search Knowledge from the Couch Podcast and join me there. That's where I post when all the episodes are new and stuff and occasional things otherwise. Um, you should check out the Patreon. Uh, the person sitting across from me talking that you've heard for the last hour <laughs> is one of my patrons. I promise I'll get you uh, the patron gifts here at some point <laughs> when I figure it out. But if you do decide to give the show a little bit of money, um, I will give you some stuff and you will have a, a clean conscience knowing that I gave you uh, many hours of my life <laughs> and you gave me $5. So if you would like to do that, uh, please go to patreon.com slash Kyle has a podcast and you will find the page for it there. I swear I'll start posting on that as well. I just have been very busy lately with work and the whatnot to do that because as I stated at the top of the podcast, this is something I don't get paid for. I just do it for fun. Yep. So sometimes when other things in life happen and priorities exist, you have to choose between the two of them. So uh, tell everyone about yourself and then we'll we'll get out of here. Alrighty, well, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Amber N. Steinhauser. Yep. Uh, post about baking and other things, yep. Renaissance fairs, right. <laughs> all of that goodness. Things about Ren fairs, <laughs> things about baking stuff. You uh, have a blog as well, correct? I do. Uh, gosh, it has been so long, I believe. Perhaps you should start posting on that blog again. Gosh, and I if, really if, should. If even two or three people from this show decide to to check you out. Maybe I believe it is rollingintheButter.blogspot.com, mm-hmm. which there is a link on the top of my Instagram in the bio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will post that in the show notes and all that stuff too, yep. so you'll be able to find all of this stuff um there as well yep. so yes i'm on facebook don't find me don't at her I'm, there i won't friend you yeah you, will, you can I you can at friend her there and she will unsociable. De- decline <laughs> you can find me on facebook i will friend you i don't care but also don't do that i don't give a shit so just find the facebook page we're all there anyway you'll yep, see pretty much that stuff sort of happening anything else you like to let the world know about no Seems seems about it. Seems about it, yeah. <laughs> I think this one won't be the longest podcast I've ever done. If you can believe it, I've talked to myself and by myself for even longer than this episode. But it is fun to just go back and forth. Because in the end, you know, this, this story of Agnes really isn't that long of a story. No, yeah. But uh, we were able to kind of come out a little bit. Stretch and, it and out stretch, a little. Stretch it out, yeah. <laughs> we were able to make content. So... I hope you all enjoyed this first uh, um, endeavor into the dual podcast yes. world. Um, next week, I'm going to have my buddy Aaron on the show. He is, um, you know him if you've seen me 
uh, share stuff on Facebook. He does his own sort of video cast um, where he just, you know, hangs out usually with his son and they talk about like movies and action stuff as, you know, a way for Aaron to have something fun to do with his kid and stuff. But I've actually been on his show now four different times. Um, We were on a, a mashup of the show that I do here in his show. Then we did, um, basically after that, we did like a version of his show where we just talked about the stuff we're into because I have a, a, a quite nerdy persona outside of, of, of this as well. So I like to get into all the same stuff that he's into. And then um, we did a couple more like with his kids and we did another episode of his show just, just with, with me and him. So um, he'll be on later on. So you've seen his face and you've heard him speak and now you'll hear the dulcet tones in podcast land with the audio quality therein on my show. So we will have him on later on. And if you are a person who I know, or even if I don't know you, but probably somebody I know, if you would like to be on the show and we'll have you back on whenever you want to be back on, uh, uh, let me know. Contact me through any of the ways that I've noted. And if you would like to come over to my humble abode and speak into a microphone across from me and have a fun time and have a couple of brewskis with me while we do it, you are more than welcome to. I'd love to have other people on. Obviously, I'll continue to do it on my own in the time that I don't have guests. But if you'd like to come on and talk about something or shoot the shit and can say something that maybe you think people find interesting or even not, go ahead and let me know and come over and we will do it. Otherwise, guys, thanks for listening to episode 49 of the Knowledge from the Couch podcast. I hope sincerely that you live long <laughs> and prosper. The end. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>